welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. You can also hear us on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Saturday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're up to. Also, you can play our fun diced game that we send out every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Link it. It's a, it's a fan duel, free contest. We have a fun little prize at the end. It's very exciting. So make sure to go over there and subscribe to Her Fantasy Football. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook.com forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Brand at the opening show was like, <laughs> I don't know what that was. And now Brandon Marianne Lee. <laughs> You're going for your original she, middle name, right? Yeah, she was like, she forgot it because she's changed her name. Got it for a second. <laughs> Brandon Mary Lily. Mary Lily. Yeah. I so oh, wish you would have kept it. So good. Teams I just got a notification on... that we're streaming. What'd you say? I just got a notification that her fantasy football is streaming on YouTube. Awesome. There you go. Hey. There we are. Hey. Oh. Uh, it's week eight, everybody. It's exciting. We're like exciting. halfway through this. Almost halfway. Yeah. Teams on by, get them out of your lineup now. Buffalo Bills, Jacksonville Jaguars, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins. This is a much better week for buys than last week. Oh, yeah. Much better. Except for TJ Yeldon. Thanks for coming back, buddy. Yeah, I I think Jacksonville Jacksonville is really the only viable, you know, viable then. I'm sure Matt Jones owners are crying right now. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Sure. All the Kirk Cousin owners in the world are really upset. Hey, he got NFC Player of the Week. I mean, what an amazing person. <laughs> Do you feel like that's almost like a participation trophy? Yes. Like, hey, hey, buddy. Good work. Good work. I mean, you know, good for him. And did you see him, like that video of him being psyched up after the... Yeah, you like that? And he, like, lost it on a, like... There's like a vine you can go back and forth. He's lost his mind. It's amazing. I love it. That's good. Well, it's him or Ryan Mallet, right? Who just doesn't care. Yeah. Seriously, miss the flight. I was in traffic. Talk about that in the Houston if we have time. (laughs) So funny. So funny. Uh, Well, let's just get into it, you guys. Thursday night game. Miami Dolphins 3-3 and at the New England Patriots. Uh, I don't have their record there for some reason. Um, but I think they're six and zero. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I or think. that's all anyone can talk about. Yeah. Uh, just because you see uh, the Dolphins going up against the Patriots does not mean to bench them, you guys. The Patriots defense is not what they used to be with Rivas. In fact, you should start Ryan Tannehill for sure. Uh, the Patriots give up the six most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, the Dolphins will get behind, and they will be forced to throw the ball a lot. Um, man, they looked good last week. They Yay, Dolphins! Good. Oh, this is the Dolphins I thought they were going to be in week one. So, Don't you think it's creepy, start. though, that they didn't play like this at all with the other coach? Like, that both all of a sudden they miraculously and can defense. play? Yeah. Yeah, both offense and defense. Know. It's crazy. I think they just are really rallying behind the new coach. Beefcake Dan Campbell? Yeah, he's a beefcake. But, I mean, he... <laughs> I think they relate to him as, as a player. Well, he benches and he, more than they do. <laughs> Isn't that That's kind of true. awesome, though? I love that. Love that. 
Sometimes uh, you just I, need to change, you know? Yeah, and you know what? To be honest, I didn't think it was enough change, and uh, clearly it is. It's exactly what it they does. needed to get the fire under them and start playing, um, including Mr. Lamar Miller. Hello. Hello. What a great game for him. 175 yards rushing, a rushing touchdown, 61 yards receiving, and another receiving touchdown. Amazing. Um, this might not be his biggest game against the Patriots that have only given up three total touchdowns to running backs all year. Um, but they do give up plenty of yards. So if he is one of the lucky few to find the end zone, he could still have a 16-18 point game. So I said, this will in- probably be the classic week where he'll get four points. After yeah, like a it, huge week, and then it's like, womp, womp. Yeah, 60 yards. I see that in this future, too. Um, and just so you know, so you're starting Jarvis Landry and Rashard Matthews. Uh, Landry finally found the end zone, not once, but twice. Yeah. Yes. His first and second receiving touchdown on the year. Amazing. And it was like, it was, it was really fun to watch them, right? Richard Matthews had a really cool touchdown. Jarvis Landry had a really cool touchdown. Miller did. I mean, it was just, it was a fun thing. So I'm into it. I'm, I'm totally into them. Um, I am benching Jordan Cameron, though, this week. Not my favorite matchup for him. <coughs> and he's only had um, one tight end on the season, or one touchdown on the season. So I just think there's better players than, than Cameron this week. So sorry. Patriots. Agreed. And rest of season, I'd say. Yeah, it's There are a lot sad. of good tight ends this year. Yeah, there are. There are. There are. It's good. Barnage. I mean, where, who the hell is that guy? Where did he come from? <laughs> where did he come from? Eric Ebron's one of my favorites. It's like, say, Ebron, Ebron. Ladarius Green. It's yeah. crazy. Donnell's catching balls again to some extent. I mean, I can't go there. Nuts. You took you took it one step too far. I did it. I did it. Uh, the Patriots. Well, yeah, you know, what are we gonna say? And then there's that Gronk guy. Yeah, you start Brady, you start Gronk. And you know what? Gronk owners who are complaining, schmack, 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 schmack. Yeah, you're yeah. He's only had one single digit performance all season, and that's what you've drafted him for. Is every game 20 points like Gary Barnage? No, but can we no. all be Gary Barnage? We can't. <laughs> no. We can't, Brandon. <laughs> Listen, he's the most consistent guy in the league. It's awesome. Um, and you start Edelman. I know. Edelman had his worst week last week. He had a tough matchup, and that's the way it is. He caught five of his nine targets. He had a big drop in the end zone, which was not good. Um, but he's still the lead receiver uh, in a red-hot offense. Don't overthink this. And Deion Lewis was inactive last week due to his abdomen injury. He's still limited in practice. Listed as questionable. I'd look elsewhere if you can. Um, the good news is that it's a Thursday night game, so you'll have all weekend to figure it out. And uh, Laguerre Blunt rushed three times for negative three yards last week, people. Bola! Bola! Uh, Tom Brady was the top rusher last week for uh, the Patriots. They just How decided not to run the ball. Wasn't it like last year he had like eight total rushing yards or something crazy like that? Maybe it was the year before that? Yeah. Well, it wasn't like he was rushing all around, but they just decided not to run the ball, which was a smart move. It was a good coaching decision by Bill Belichick. He does that. He is, you know, it's Halloween this week, you guys, and you know what Bill Belichick is, right? Warlock. 
Warlock. He is. Satan. He is. <laughs> <Warlock>. <laughs> not, not Satan. But he can just make magic happen. It just is what it is. Sorry, you guys. It is what it is. I feel and like again, Bill Belichick needs to be part of like the South Park movie where it's Saddam Hussein and Satan <laughs> in bed, you know? Belichick. And like you need Bill Belichick to kind of like trot it in the scene. Bill Belichick could outsmart both of them. No doubt could. about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. He wins all of that. Both of them fear yeah. Belichick. Also, since it's Halloween, I have to encourage everyone, if you have not seen The Worst Witch, which is an 80s TV movie, I believe, starring Tim Curry, get yourself Netflix and get it done. Is it on Netflix? Um, I'm sure. It has to be, right? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to go look tonight. I've always been more of a Hocus Pocus kind of girl. Yeah, but The Worst Witch, Tim Curry, one of my first crushes. Hope you picked up Brandon LaFell because he's gone. He only had two catches in week seven for 25 yards, but he was targeted eight times. Eesh. He has some drop issues again like he yeah. did last year, but he is a weapon again on this big offense. And Danny Amendola put up two solid weeks in a row. It's hard to trust his productivity, like career long, but if you're in dire need, need of a wide receiver in week six, he caught seven of his nine targets for 105 yards. And in week eight, he caught eight of his nine targets for 86 yards and a touchdown. Nine targets a game. That's what he is doing right now, and it's hard to debate. And then, uh, you know, I wouldn't start their defense because Miami suddenly learned how to play football. As True. a Julian Edelman owner, you don't even want to know the names. I was screaming at the TV at Danny Amendola <laughs> for stealing Edelman's touches. Oh, Edelman didn't gosh. do himself any favors either, though, unfortunately. Seriously. All right, let's move on to Sunday morning. Detroit Lions 1-6, the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, did not put their record London. Up. London. Oh, London games. Can I have a paper? Can we discuss... First of all, the streaming situation of the Buffalo Bills Jaguars game. So bad. It kept like cutting out on me. Oh yeah. It was, it was like, hard. Keep reloading it. I mean it's a great it's a great I love idea, the idea of idea. it. Idea. Yeah. And I'm future, I'm hoping that yet. I'm hoping it was cutting out because there was such high viewership. <laughs> I, there was though. I think there were quite I a think, few viewers. I think I, I was actually impressed with the numbers and it was just, I, I'm just glad they're not doing it for this game. Well, people gave up because they hadn't seen buffering since the AOL days in the 90s, and they were True. like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, refreshing. Like, I was that person constantly refreshing over and yeah. over again as if that was actually going to help or make anything better. I think it did. It did. I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. But anyway, <laughs> talk sure. to, to this week's London game. Um, Matthew Stafford had a decent game. He went 18 for 26 for 256 passing yards and two touchdowns in the loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, after the game, Matthew Stafford went to go get x-rays on his left hand. The x-rays came back negative, and the good news is that he did practice in full today. You should expect Matthew Stafford to play. Uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Uh, and the Chiefs give up the 11th most points to quarterbacks. So he's got potential to have a decent week. I think he's going to at least get you 15 points. And Ooh. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Calvin Johnson, he had five passes for 86 yards. Um, but you can't be mad about that. Five passes. He's Sorry, playing, five catches. He's quarterback? Five, five catches, five catches <laughs> for 86 yards. Um, and he's got to have a great matchup this week, too. So I like that. They give up the ninth. Sorry, they give up the most points to wide receivers. The absolute most. So Calvin Johnson should be able to capitalize on that. Now, I told you Eric Ebron was going to have a good game. Love him. And he did. Five catches for five targets, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Welcome back, Eric Ebron. 
Love it. You can count on him again this week. Um, but what is the news that could possibly affect you is the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, the offensive line coach, Jeremiah Washburn, and the assistant offensive line coach, Terry Heffernan. They were all let go, guys. Now, the quarterback's coach, Jim Bob Cooter, he's going to take over as the offensive coordinator. Jim Bob Cooter? Jim Bob awesome. Cooter. Sounds insane. Ashley, you said that in the weirdest way. I was like, wow. I don't know how you, you can't say it in a weird way. No, no, no. You, you made it, it sound classier. Yeah, you just, you've like, just kind of oh, like grazed over it. And I don't oh, yeah. know how you can graze over a name like Jim Bob Cooter. Well, it sounds like a name out of um, Sweet Home Alabama movie, right? Oh, for right. sure. Yeah. Jim Bob Cooter. So, um, well, or one Jim of Bob our Cooter. In Nebraska. Yeah. I can't, I, I can't say the name just normally. But Jim Bob Cooter is going to be making the play calls moving forward. He's been entrusted with this. Now, what's interesting to know is that he did actually work with Denver Broncos quarterback, the one and only Peyton Manning, um, as a Bronco and a Colt. So he has some good experience with him. But, but certainly Peyton Manning is you know a different kind of player. Um, and he's had some success with Matthew Stafford as well because he was working on his feet work last year. Um, but Caldwell expects the Lions' offensive schemes to change. So we're not exactly sure how that's going to play out this week. Well, hopefully and they can keep Matt Stafford upright instead of having him sacked. As I say, that's game. why he hurt his hand is because the offensive line has been so terrible. He's just been getting sacked over and over again. Or the play calling has been so bad. I'm not sure. But the guy threw the ball more than 26 times. Yeah, you have a, only you have seven a player targets. Named Calvin Johnson. Yep. And you have Golden Tate and you have Ebron. And you have the running backs that you do, the injuries. There's no reason why he's throwing the ball only 26 times. Totally That's agree. My crazy. question is, are they going to be able to implement new offensive schemes in time for this week? Well, look at Miami. No, but they're in a great matchup. Kansas City they, stinks. They yeah. are in a good matchup. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and Miami's it's, a good example. Yeah. You've, got a yeah. good, you've got a good situation here of it's a decent matchup for the most part across the board. Um so expect expect good things, and hopefully take a look this week and see what if you like what you're looking at because it, it, that could be the way it's tracking here on out because they did make some big changes with their coaching team. So that's the news yeah. for them. And bench all the running backs. You know that. You know yeah. that. <laughs> you know what? You know who they didn't fire anyone on defense, which is weird because Detroit's defense is not good, and people are able to score a lot of fantasy points on this defense. So um, as far as the Chiefs are concerned. Uh, I'm saying if you have a Kansas City player, this is the week to play them. Otherwise, get them off your roster, trade them away, because it doesn't make any sense. You aren't going to want to play them in worse matchups than this. Uh, Chuck Hendrick West came alive last week. Yeah, Very exciting. Hopefully you listened to us and you held on to him, even though it was frustrating his first week out. He had 22 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. You want to look for running backs that get 20 or more carries. Those guys are automatic starts. You want to keep them on your roster. It's awesome. Um, he passed that test, and Detroit gives up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Macklin was a surprise last-minute scratch last week uh, due to his concussion. This is disconcerting because concussions go and come back. Yeah. And so I don't know what happened with his symptoms. I, it's a little hazy. Supposedly he's going to be back this week, but still keep your eye on that injury report and be ready to pull him if necessary early in the morning for London, you guys. Early morning stuff. Um, the Lions give up the eighth most points to wide receivers, so it is a nice matchup if he does play. Um, but again, a little bit scary. Um, but even with Macklin out, another fine but not exciting outlet outing by Travis Kelsey. Caught five of his six, six targets for 73 yards. Still no touchdown since week one. I mean, maybe they think he's a wide receiver from 2014. Baron, they can't all be Gary Barnage. 
they can't all be Gary Barnage, and that's what this whole show is about. Um, speaking of wide receivers, though, our preseason sleeper, Chris Conley, yeah. rookie wide receiver, um, he had his first NFL touchdown last week. Very exciting. He also caught, um, or he had seven targets as well. He's had seven targets in three games now. He's not getting a ton of production off of it up until last week. But I do think that he's someone, if you're in a deep, deep, deep league, I'm in some that are just crazy deep. You, If you have room for like a long shot sleeper, I don't hate him. How's that for analysis? I, I like it. it. Thank you. Let's move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2-4 and four at the Atlanta Falcons, 6-1. and one. All right, you guys. Bad, bad, bad matchup. Tampa Bay. Atlanta gives up the fifth fewest points to opposing quarterbacks and the fourth fewest wide receivers. That's borderline the opposite of the Washington matchup last week where Mike Evans came alive, right? So if you have Mike Evans, sell. Sell, 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 sell. You were a top fool's gold back. last week. Get fool's a gold. top running back. ASAP. Listen, the Washington secondary fell apart. They were just terrible. But he's not going to play Washington every week, people. In fact, he's not going to play them again. Right. Okay? So that's it. That's it. I was um, so bad when Murphy went down, too, because I had held on to him for the, that bye week, and then he went down, like, the first catch. I'm like, this is my season. These are, this has been my season. Exactly. Well, this week he goes up against Desmond Trufant, and Robert Alford, and I don't want a piece of that at all. No, thank you. Worse than that, as you said, Lois Murphy went down, out for the season. And Vincent Jackson also went down. down. Now, he's probably going to miss a few games. He's listed as doubtful right now, but, I mean, people think it's going to be multiple week injury. What does that mean? Quadruple coverage for Mike Evans, who already wasn't doing well. Okay? This is not good. The other starter is going to be a guy that goes by the name Dantia Die. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he and, and Cooter should good. get together. They, <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter Jim and Dantia Dye have dinner. <laughs> and, no, um, I am playing, though, Doug Martin and Charles Sims. Yes, I believe both of them will have a nice game. The Falcons gave up the fourth most points to opposing running backs. Um, they've given away uh, 10 rushing touchdowns, so that's Doug Martin. But they also are giving away 50-plus receiving yards per game, and that's Charles Sims' territory. So I think that both of them. Could actually do really well this week. And they need to lean on the run instead of the pass with all of these injuries. So it's good for them. Austin Safarian Jenkins is back at practice for the first time since he hurt his shoulder in week two. It's a nice matchup for the tight end. So if they are going to throw the ball at all, it might be Austin Safarian Jenkins. So if you were in a weird situation, I mean, the bye weeks aren't really terrible for tight ends. But I don't think he's a terrible stash. Not a bad stash. He had a lot of work, obviously, week one. So check it out. Check it out. Falcons. Um, you know, this is pretty clear matchup to me. You start Freeman because he's a beast. He has rushed for over 100 yards four times in the last five weeks. And the one time he didn't, he still had plenty of receiving yards. So he still got over 100 yards total. So you're fine. <laughs> yeah. And he has 10 touchdowns this year. Love him. That guy uh, sucks. That guy sucks. Terrible. Sucks when you play against him. That's for, that's for sure. Yeah. This week, the week seven was the worst overlap for me with my leagues of having players and playing against the same players ever. It was it was a very frustrating game to games to watch. And with bad bye weeks. Oh, with bad bye weeks, I'm like cheering for them, but I'm like don't want them to score too many points. <laughs> you know, it's like this happy balance, anyways. Um, 
You play Julio Jones for several reasons. He saw 17 targets last week. Oof. He has seen 90 yards or more nine times and has five touchdowns on the season. Um, so, yeah. And, oh, yeah, Tampa Bay's secondary is really bad. So, Julio! Um, <laughs> excuse me. This is a great matchup for Matt Ryan, so if you need to play him, do. But just be prepared for him to turn the ball over. He has more turnovers in the last three weeks than touchdowns. Also, he has only hit 300 passing yards once this year. Again, great matchup. So if he's your only and best option, then okay. What does the guy think he is? Peyton Manning? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the Devontae and, Freeman and, effect right there. It sure is. It's, it's really bad. I don't know why he's throwing so many, so many interceptions, but hopefully he'll turn around against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and Hankerson is questionable, so if he does not go, Justin Hardy will be in his place. And, of course, there's Roddy White. I wouldn't play any of them, but only you know how desperate you are. Um, so, again, this is a great matchup. So if you are desperate in a deep league, Roddy White might be your thing. But only really desperate, deep, deep leagues. Arizona Cardinals, 5-2 and two at the Cleveland Browns, 2-5. and five. This is a nice matchup for all the Cardinals. First off, you don't get more consistent than Carson Palmer. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, he is fourth quarterback in fantasy points, third quarterback in yards, and tied for first for touchdowns. You can start him and feel good about it. You know, he might not win you the game, but he's never going to lose you the game. So I like that. Um, the Browns give up the most fantasy points to running backs. So you are starting Chris Johnson, who had 122 yards and a touchdown last week. Yeah. Amazing. He looked great. He looked so good. Another that player first touchdown who I had and I played against. His balance was crazy in that first yeah. touchdown. He that was like cool. a spry 22-year-old. Yeah. Spry. Spry 22-year-old. I like that. Um, and there are plenty of fantasy points to go around to receivers. Fitz has had a few disappointing games, but I still, I'm still starting him. And John Brown, who is not practicing, um, but he's been playing through these hamstring issues for a couple weeks now, so I, he'll, he'll still start, um, and you should start him. Michael Floyd has had two double-digit games in a row with a touchdown in both of his last two games, so he's only owning 47% of Yahoo League, so pick him up, people. Pick him up. Do you think this is why Fitzy has seen the decline, because Michael Floyd is back? Is this going to be a permanent thing, you think? I think it's no, I don't. I think, yeah, I think that it's just coverage and it just kind of depends on the the game. Um, This is a really dynamic offense. You know, there's going to be weeks where some players are going to have lower numbers. But I don't think that Floyd is such an overshadow of Fitzgerald that this is going to be a regular thing. Um, So, I mean, all of them were lower in targets than they're used to. I, don't, I think um, even Brown didn't have as nearly as many targets as he gets, which is usually like 12 or something crazy. But um, So, no, I just think that it's just this fighting balance. Some weeks are going to be higher than others. Um, and then Chandler Kinzaro is good for at least six points, and Arizona's defense might be a good play, especially with this quarterback situation as it is in Cleveland. Yes. Speaking of the quarterback situation, <laughs> Josh McCown got beat up last week. His offensive Ooh. line needs to get it together. The Rams have one of the best defensive lines in the game, but allowing four sacks and multiple hits on your quarterback is not cool. And on his last sack, McCown fumbled the ball for a second time, but that's also where he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, 
Chinatown's questionable, and Manziel's getting interviewed for a d- possible domestic abuse situation in his car. Um, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's yeah. speeding, like, insanely fast. And apparently, what his girlfriend said, that he slammed her head her, into the glass yeah, and punched her, and she tried to get out of the car. I think while he was driving, he pulled her back in, and then she told the cops he had hit her, and then she denied it after the fact. And then he's saying that he that the bruises or whatever on her arm were from him stopping her from jumping out of the car or anyway it's very TMZ ish and weird and he had a meeting <laughs> with the NFL and I I don't know um, either way so bad not doing yourself any favors Johnny not football doing yourself favors and supposedly alcohol was involved and I'm kind of like well why didn't he get a DUI well apparently he said he'd been drinking but he hadn't blown enough for the DUI. Okay. But I'm like, was you she drunk? Rehab. He was Why in rehab, drinking? though. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But he Why wasn't in rehab. He was in rehab for personal issues, not for substance abuse. True. Well, we don't know for sure. We don't know what the issues were. Right. Right. I'm going to guess that entire night sums up why he was in rehab. Probably. The cum- culmi- culmination, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, anyway, it, it's a weird situation there. So, yeah, and the Cardinals give up the six fewest points to quarterbacks anyway. You're not starting anyone. Also, Tyron Matthew, I just want to say, he is making a name for himself on that Arizona Cardinals defense. Yeah. That guy does everything. Yeah. He's a freak. He's a freak. freak. He's a freak. Freak. Uh, so I don't like anyone against him. Duke Johnson, though, is still rocking it. Yeah. Got to keep a hold of him. Gary Barnage had another Talk monster about our boy. game. 101 yards. We cannot all be Gary Barnage. We cannot all be Barnage. We cannot be an every week must start, which is insane. I'm saying that, but I mean it. And Wait, the only from a guy. Cleveland Brown. A Cleveland Brown every week must start. Must start. With, with, you know, quarterbacks that, you know, switch, you know, quite often. I mean, this is this is a thing. Gary Barnage don't care. He nope. don't care. He's quarterback proof. He's team proof. Right. And then uh, Travis Benjamin. Uh, last week was his first bad week. Uh, he only caught four of his eight targets for 47 yards, but still. Eight, and then he got fumbled. He fumbled when he got hit, too. I mean, the St. Louis was just all over this team, all over him. Yeah, um, it's okay. He'll rebound, but he, right? He'll rebound. Eight targets yeah. still is a lot of usage. Yeah. yeah. It's being looked at. Um, well, Calvin Johnson's only getting seven, so... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, you can drop Isaiah Crowell after his nine yards on eight carries last week. You could have dropped him before that, but I digress. Robert Turbin had five carries for 30 yards. Not good. Um, But in a nice matchup, he might be a nice flyer. So it's something to think about. Unfortunately, um, they only have good defenses coming up. They face Cincinnati twice, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and a bye week. So you aren't going to have a good defense until week 14 when they play San Francisco. So by the secondary running backs, yeah, and by then yeah. who knows? So uh, the Isaiah Crowell, Robert Turbin thing, I just don't think you can look at it anymore. Right. All right, San Francisco 49ers. Two Dumpster and five, fire. St. Louis Rams, three and three. Run. Run. I actually jumped Run. on you because I can't even believe it. I'm sorry. They are, oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> so good. They're so good. This yeah. is the, this is the two best offenses in the league, right? Oh, yeah, okay. screw that. And the Rams. Yeah, screw that Packers Broncos game. Well, at least the Rams have Gurley. Yeah, that's they true. Have Gurley. That is true, Ashley. Yeah, and then Tavon Austin every once in a while will do something yeah. freaky. He 
He's a freaky play guy. Okay, the the Niners are dumpster fire. The Rams are a great defense, so you just don't play anyone. And, and, and you know what? We can talk about Carlos Hyde for five seconds. He had 11 carries last week for 40 yards, and he's hurt. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that foot injury is not good. So how do you yeah. how do you only give your your starting running back eleven carries? Because he's how? hurt. Because he's hurt, and they're going to get blown out either way. Still, he's the only player on this team that has a future with this team. Well, yeah, that that's true. That is Tori true. Smith is really good. Oh wait, no, <laughs> no. And Anquan Bolton's probably going to retire. I would. Oh man. So anyway, I yeah, it's bad news. Just no one stop yourself. Don't do it. Rams. <laughs> if you were still doubting Todd Gurley, yep. you were straight up crazy. Crazy. He had 19 carries for 128 yards and two touchdowns and he can catch. He had four catches for 35 yards in last week's game. I love Todd Gurley. I will continue to love Todd Gurley. I am so glad I drafted him knowing that he was going to you know, be out for a few games, but it was worth it, and he's great. And he Just is the healthy, only baby. thing keep really going for you, other than the St. Louis defense, on the Rams. Now, what's interesting to me and is that, so when I look at the Niners, deep, you know, how they stack up in this matchup, the Niners give up the eighth most points to quarterbacks, but I still wouldn't play fools. That's a nightmare. Seventh most points to running backs. You're playing girly. Fourth most points to wide receivers, but you don't know which wide receiver is going to be. If you're looking for a flex position, you can maybe look at Tavon Austin. You can look his way. He is tied for the team lead in targets, which was 31. And he actually has the most catches as well at 20. And it's a good matchup with the Niners. But again, like Brandon said, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know who it's going to be that week. If it's going to be any of them that week. Um, and the tight end, 16th most, yada, yada, you're not going to play him. But what's interesting is it's the 12th fewest points to defenses, the Niners. And I'm like, how is that possible? When you watch the San, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, how is it possible they only give, they give the 12th fewest points to defenses? It's amazing. I had to look I that up. Like, that is. I literally stared at that stat for like a solid minute being like, this doesn't make sense. I had to double check myself. It was so bizarre. But I don't think anyone other than Colin Kaepernick turns over the ball. Now, he does turn it over quite a bit, but I would say... My only logic is maybe they're such low-scoring games yeah. that the, the defense isn't able to rack up enough points, even with the turnovers. It still seems weird, though. Hmm. It's bizarre. But, it, it, you know, with this week being a great matchup with running backs, you might be looking at a flyer thinking, hey, maybe Trey Mason. Don't think that. Why? Do not, do not think that. Uh, his ankle did not participate in practice Wednesday. It's not looking good. Um, don't, don't even think about playing Trey Mason. Awesome. New York Giants 4-3 and three at the New Orleans Saints 3-4. and four, The Giants... Let's start off by saying Odell Beckham Jr. is back in full this week at practice. Oh, Yay. Man. He should have a bounce back week against the Saints that allow that allowed T.Y. Hilton 150 yards receiving and two touchdowns. I'm in ODB all the way. Eli Manning only had 170 yards and zero touchdowns. But the good thing is that he didn't turn the ball over this week. Yeah. That's exciting, Yay. Eli. Baby steps. Yay. Um, this is a great matchup for him. Um. But so if you need a quarterback, I understand, but just realize that the floor is very, very low. He could get you five points. That <laughs> yeah, is he a could. Thing. He could. He very well he really could. Yeah. So um, we're all desperate at times, but uh, that's that's where it is. 
Um, other than that, this team is pretty bad. There are now four running backs sharing carries, so I wouldn't trust any of them. None. <laughs> um, I do want to have a shout-out to the Giants defense that made an amazing game last week with a sack, three interceptions, a fumble, and a touchdown. Yeah. I had picked up Atlanta's defense to play in our family league because I have Denver's defense, and I didn't put them in. <gasps> I still had Denver defense on by. So I went to the waiver wire. They let me pick up the Giants, and I inserted them, like, because there's only three teams to choose from. Yes, so and I was lucky. like, okay, I'll, I'll get the Giants. Put them in, and they blew up, like, 28 fantasy points or something crazy. Just very exciting. It's very, it was a moment. Yes, very lucky, and I won. Um, but they are not playing Castle this week, you guys, so do not get cute and play them because they had such a good game last week. <laughs> Drew Brees in New Orleans is not something to mess with. All right, so we're moving on. <laughs> so, But shout out, you did great last week. Shout out. I had to play Brandon Whedon last week. <laughs> Full on knowing he was going to get zero points because we have um, a league at Brad Evans where it's essentially a two-quarterback league, and there was literally not a single starting quarterback, even a backup to a starter. So Brandon Lee was my best shot, and I'm like, you know what? It's Castle's first week. I'm hoping he's going to throw some interceptions. I'll pull him, put Brandon Whedon in. And after, like, the third interception, I'm like, put Whedon in! Put him in! <laughs> it still didn't happen. Still didn't have it. Tim was just laughing. Sorry. Every time he did something, I'm like, get him out of there. Put weed in it. No, it, <laughs> didn't, it didn't happen. I thought I had a chance there for a second because the I Giants thought about were you beating too. up on him. I know. I thought about you, too. Um, I was like, oh, They were man. bad. They were It was, it was so bad. bad. And, and you know what? I didn't get my wish. But on to the Saints. That also was kind of bad. Drew Brees, guys, he continues just to be average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was 28 for 44. He threw for 255 yards. He had a touchdown and an interception in last week's game against the Colts. So what happened last week? Well, Breeze had a ton of pass attempts, but the Saints had a lead, so they didn't really need to press the passing situation. They didn't, they didn't need to throw the ball. But he also had an interception in the end zone, so that took away points from you if you are a Breeze owner. And then even more of an issue, they had three touchdowns that came off the run. So that was bad for you if you were a Breeze owner. But you know what? Even though the Giants give up the 10th fewest points to quarterbacks, I think you're going to be okay this week. I think, you know, you can probably expect your, your normal average numbers at least 15 points. But let's hope you're going to get more in the 20 range. Because I don't foresee that many rushing touchdowns again. Um, Cooks, though, is finally starting to see, consistently see targets. So this is good. He was targeted 13 times with six catches for 81 yards. Uh, it's crazy to think someone like Megatron is getting, like, six targets, and this guy's getting 13 at this point. But you know what? You can't complain. 81 yards. Uh, you can't count him for anything more than a flex, but at least, you know, he's trending in the right direction, and that is what you want to see. Ingram had his best game of the season, though, racking up 158 yeah. combined yards. 143 of those came from the rush, and he scored a touchdown. Now, he would have had an even better game if that little Kyrie Robinson had not stolen a pair of his goal line <laughs> You can't tell I'm a Mark Ingram, I'm a Mark Ingram owner. Um, but if you need a flyer with high upside but can accept the fact that this guy might score only three points for you, Kyrie Robinson could be your guy. The Giants give up the 12th most points to running back, so there is a good chance for him to have another good week. Uh, he tends to be looked at on the goal line. So those are the kind of guys that you're looking for if you're in a situation where you're just hoping for anything. Kyrie Robinson could be your guy. Do you think Brandon Cooks is the uh, bust 
of the year. Oh, man, there's been mm. so many busts. Yeah, hard. I don't have to think about that. Bust of the year. That should be our social... No, CJ Anderson is the bust of the year. But CJ's probably oh, the bust of the yeah, year. He, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, got taken way too high. Yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning is the bust of the year. Okay. Yeah, people didn't take him as high as CJ Anderson. No. That's no, true. But, but Brandon but, Cooks is up there for wide receivers, for sure. For wide receivers, for yeah. Sure. He should be better than he is. But I do think he's going to get better midseason. I do. I think if you held on to Cooks, he's going to get better because they just need to find their groove. But it's been a rough start. It's been a rough half of the season. Well, we will see. Minnesota Vikings, 4-2. and two, The Chicago Bears, 2-4. and four. Um, Adrian Peterson is listed as questionable with a hip, finger, and ankle injury. Uh, How about swallowing uh, t- chewing tobacco? Swallowing chewing tobacco is a thing. Uh, How did he swallow the chewing tobacco? I was very confused by this. He was on the airplane, and I guess he, like, accidentally spread his stop. Can you do chew? Can you chew chewing tobacco on a plane? I made myself throw up. Oh, yeah. You're allowed to chew chewing tobacco on a plane? Yes. Intriguing. Why wouldn't you be able to do that? I don't know. It doesn't have secondhand <laughs> smoke. I mean, I would be, disgusting. I would be pretty pissed off if I was on a plane and the person next to me was chewing and spitting in what I'm sure would be like a used up water bottle they chugged. Well, that's the thing is, AP didn't, AP did wasn't spitting. So there you go. He was just swallowing that stuff. Well, that was his first problem. Oh my uh, god, I'm literally gonna throw up. <laughs> uh, but he will be looking to break the Bears' streak of not allowing a rushing touchdown in the last four games. So. Um, he should be good to go. If AP is limited, though, expect Bridgewater to be throwing more. He had his first game with over 300 yards and two touchdowns last Woo! week. So, yay, Bridgewater, yes. Digging it. Um, I'm digging it. You see what doesn't get there? desperate, you might want to look at him as your starter, <laughs> seeing that Chicago gives up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So that is – he's a better option than some. Um Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Can you dig it? We can dig it. Dig it. Can, can you, you dig, dig it? We can dig it. Mm-hmm. He's the man, you guys. Another week with over 100 yards, and this time he added a touchdown to those fantasy points. Yay. Um, and he is still available in some leagues, guys, so pick him up and play him against Chicago to give up the third most fantasy points wide receivers. Hello. Hello. Hi. Pay attention to your league. Come up. <laughs> Come up. <laughs> You still own Vincent Jackson. Drop him. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I must look for uh, you a thousand times. times. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is a touchdown-dependent tight end, to say the least. He is averaging 10 yards a game. Ew. But he's getting so, touchdowns, though. He is. Uh, not enough. still, not enough. It's no so, good uh, it is... It is if seven points is good for you, if seven points is enough for you, then play him. But just realize there's a, there's a good possibility he will get you one point. So that's that's the risk you pay. Bears. Bears. Minnesota uh, is tough against the run, but you can always start Matt Forte. Quietly the fourth highest scoring running back in the league now, even after his bye week. Yeah. Although he's no Gary Barnage. Uh, no. Minnesota... <laughs> Minnesota gives up the seventh fewest points to opposing quarterbacks, but um, I feel okay about Cutler. I know this sounds crazy. Um, Minnesota actually is second in the league with points allowed, meaning like they give up the least. Uh, but this will be the first time that Cutler's going to have all of his weapons and they're all going to be healthy. 
supposedly. None of them are on the injury report. It's nuts. Amazing. It could be a decent game. I think this is going to be kind of a fun matchup. After the bye, supposedly Alshon Jeffries fully recovered. Um, should be a decent play. Uh, he's not on the injury report anymore. We missed you. And as a reminder, before the bye, he caught eight of his 11 targets for 147 yards and a touchdown. Hashtag vintage. Like yes. it. I like it. After nursing a quad injury, it looks like Martellus Bennett is also off the injury list. He played every game, but you could tell he was hurting. It just wasn't right. The Vikings give up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, so he actually has the best matchup. Um, and they seem to be getting worse at covering tight ends. They've had big. They've given up big weeks at that position over the last couple weeks, so I like that. And Eddie Royal is the wild card. In week six, he did see seven targets, but only for 49 yards. The Vikings, once again, they don't give up a lot of points to wide receivers, fantasy-wise. This may not be the week to trot him out, but it's good to have all the weapons there. Yeah, love that. Uh, San Diego Chargers, 2-5 and five of the Baltimore Ravens, 1-6. and six. Points Game are the points, Ashley Ann. Points yeah. are points. I meant that is a good thing. Yes. For yes. you with, with Danny it was Woodhead. A good thing. I got Danny Woodhead and Philip Rivers, mind you. Oh. So <laughs> that game was awful for the majority awful. of it. Talk about Absolutely garbage awful. points. Uh, points. The best kind of points there are. I don't care. I don't care. I'll take it. Um, Philip Rivers and the Chargers offense did not look good for the majority of the game, but they made fourth quarter magic. And again, Philip Rivers gets over 300 yards and three touchdowns. He also had two interceptions, but who's counting? Okay? This man is a beast. Uh, he is, Were you not he, confused why they weren't covering Danny Woodhead? I'm like, the, literally the last, like, two minutes, everything went to Danny Woodhead. I'm like, why are they not covering Danny Woodhead? Because he's 5'9", 100 pounds wet. And I think people mm. just really underestimate him on the field. And I think After all these so years, sneaky. come on. Yes, it's crazy. Um... But anyways, Philip Rivers is the second quarterback in the league for fantasy points and is going up against the Ravens that give up the absolute most points to quarterbacks. Woohoo! Start that man, people. Start him. And plus, he's about to have a baby. So when there's a death, a baby, or an illness in the family, you always start them. Okay, because they make fantasy magic happen on the field. Mm, so if his eighth true. child comes, his sixth daughter. It's going to be even better. I it's almost thought he, he had already come because he looked tired. In that game, I was like, man, he looks exhausted. I, I know. bet they had the baby. Wouldn't you if you had to do that every week just to stay <laughs> caught up to people? It's really yeah. scary. It is he, true. The guy's got to just like throw, 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 throw. He's on pace to beat Peyton Manning's passing record. He yeah. is. The, the offense and they can't win a game. actually good, and they just can't win. Unbelievable. It's really sad. The defense um, Anyways, down. let's get into Danny Woodhead. Uh, he definitely benefited from that garbage time for sure. Um, he only rushed five times for 26 yards, but he had 11 receptions for 75 yards and two touchdowns. 11, you guys. He is a PPR junkie. He's leading That's running crazy. backs in receptions and receiving yards. You can start him again this week, you guys. You can. You can do it. I know it doesn't seem right with Danny Woodhead in your lineup. I mean, but you can do it. Good. Uh, Melvin Gordon is probably probable to play this week, but with his fumbling problems, I would not start him. Okay, Brandon Weed, Brandon Oliver is taking over that role right now, um, but it is too soon to tell whether or not he is fantasy relevant. So I'm not putting all of my eggs in that basket yet. Antonio Gates will probably not play again this week, you guys. 
Um, he's still questionable, but it's not looking good. This injury is not, like, in our favor for owners. I hope people played green. But I told you to play Ladarius Green regardless, and he looked awesome uh, So last week. So it's very, very good. Um, it looks like a tough matchup against Baltimore, but they haven't played any tight ends. None. Other no. than Gary Barnage, who had 139 yards and a touchdown. So it says that they give up, like, the sixth fewest tight ends or something like that. It's not true. It's not true. When You, you know, it's, it just it, those, those tight ends barely are on the roster. So, so just know that. So you're fine. You can play green. Um, as for the receivers, depending on how deep your league is, you can start them all. Obviously, you're going to start Keenan Allen. He's a must-start regardless. Baltimore gives up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. So... There that is for you. Ravens. Steve Smith Sr. said that he would like to give the refs at the Monday Night Football game a two-star review on Yelp. (laughs) I thought that was generous. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, It was really... He cracks me up. I can't imagine an NFL without him. I'm starting to get depressed already. And he's having, like, his most magical sass here. He's the sassiest he's ever been. Love him. Still, uh, Smith is a stud. It's a tough matchup. Uh, but if you only look at the averages, once again, it's like you got to look a little deeper, you guys. Last week, they gave up 289 passing yards to the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> so I'm okay with starting Steve Smith Sr. And I want to see his Yelp reviews in general. I'd like to see where he likes to eat. Um, now that Triple S is healthy, it seems Kamar Aiken, the experiment is over, people. It doesn't look good. Only one catch last week for six yards. San Diego gives up a ton of yards. Again, he could have a decent week this week, but I don't know. I think you have better Band-Aid options out there. But Justin Forsett has the best match of the week. San Diego gives up the second most points to opposing running backs. And, uh, and that is, that is consistent. They're really bad against running backs. Um, this should be a bounce back game for him. And it looks like his ankle is better, so... Yeah, but, you know, other than that, you know, the Ravens are also struggling this year, so that's about it. And I don't they trust Flacco are. even in good matchups. Yeah. It's sad. I, I, I feel bad for them, but go Chargers. Cincinnati Bengals, 6-0, <laughs> and zero, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 4-3. and three. So the Bengals were on by last week, uh, so they should be relaxed. They should be healed up. They should be ready to bring your fantasy team back to life. This week, it's a great Can I just say something? Andy Dalton is still not owned in 100% of leagues. And that blows my mind. Blows my mind. I don't get it. I don't get it. So here's the thing. Players with awesome matchup this week. The Bengals defense. Because the Steelers give up the 10th most points. Tyler Eifert, the third most points given up to tight ends. All the wide receivers with the 14th most points. Heck, you could throw Nugent in there, too, as they give up the 10th most points to kickers. And as Courtney said, Andy Dalton, the 14th most points to quarterbacks. And he is red hot. Red hot. Now, I do want to talk about the running backs here for a bit because the bye weeks make me nervous for the fact that it gives teams time to reflect. And sometimes that's not good for your fantasy team. (laughs) Jeremy Hill is averaging only 3.1 yards per carry on 74 rush attempts, and this is through the first six games. For only 232 yards. And his average is two full fewer yards per attempt than it was last year when he was a rookie. Now, according to offensive coordinator Hugh Jackson, he said, he still doesn't play like I want him to play yet. I'll be the first to tell you guys that. I'm not going to run from that. He can't run from it either. 
I mean, there's another level for him, and he'll get there, and I believe that with my whole heart. So what do I take from this? I think they're going to run Jeremy Hill a lot this week, and that probably isn't going to work out in anybody's favor. But don't be afraid, Giovanni Bernard owners out there. They still and will always roll with Bernard in the second half primarily. But I don't like this. this they should be rolling with Giovanni Bernard, and they, they took the bi-week reflection, and now they're going to roll with Jeremy Hill. And I hate this. I hate it. Anyway, on to a more positive note. Fun fact, A.J. Green needs only 98 catches this season to achieve the most receptions um, ever by an NFL player in his first five seasons. So who holds the current record, guys? None other than our favorite Arizona Cardinal, Larry Fitzgerald, with a current record of 426. Green entered the 2015 season with 329. So he's got a chance to catch up. And especially with red-hot Andy Dalton, Absolutely possible. He's a different guy this year, I, and A.J. Green needs him to be. I feel great about both of them. Perfect. I do have to disagree with you on one thing with the Cincinnati's defense because Big Ben is back. Yeah. Hopefully. And we're not having well, Michael Vick numbers. And, you know, <laughs> like, that, that That really does skew. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, I do offense. think there will be some fire in the fact that Ben, Big Ben is back. I am so scared about the Green Bay-Denver Broncos game for fantasy. Yeah. And this one is my fantasy orgy of the week. I am so excited. I am so excited. I am playing everybody from both teams, if you own them. So it's going to be a shootout. Lots of fantasy points to go around. It is simple. You start Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ortavius Bryant. And again, Big Ben is coming back. Woo! You're playing him, too. He is back, you guys. He is back. That's all I have to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not starting their defense against Andy Dalton in that crazy offense. But this should be the good game. I like Marvin Jones, too, in that game. I do, too. Marvin Jones, you know what? If you own him, play him. Except D'Angelo Williams, because that's a sad story. Other than that, you play him. Oh, Heath Miller, too. Bad, 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 bad. Bad, 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 bad. Um, anyways, let's move on. Tennessee Titans 1-5, the Houston Texans 2-5. Game Marcus, of the week. Game of the week. <laughs> game of the week. Talk about a fantasy orgy. Oh, oh man. man. So bad. Um, all right. Marcus Mariota is listed as questionable but, questionable, but he is still sporting a knee brace. So it doesn't look good, you guys. Muttenberger will continue to be the quarterback in week eight, most likely. Um, but you can start Kendall Wright as your wide receiver three, but nothing higher. Um, this offense is just a hot mess. Same with Delaney Walker, you guys. I, I'm sad. He is leading the, the team with targets, um, but it's just he's not producing those numbers like we were hoping for. So if you don't have a better option, um, you can roll with him, but <laughs> he hasn't seen the end zone since week one. That's a thing. As for the running backs, yikes. This coach says they're going to give the ball to Andrews more. He did average over five yards a carry. So if you are desperate, Andrews is the one you're going to go with in Tennessee. Side note, Bishop Sankey didn't get the ball once last week. Sad. Um, I would usually say start the Titans defense since Foster is out. But the Texans are actually figuring out their passing game. So I'm not going to go there, actually. I don't think... I don't think I'm doing Tennessee don't love this it. week. Don't love it. Texas. Well, Arian Foster tore his Achilles, and we should have a moment of silence. So. 
He's 30. I'm not sure what his future holds, but we wish him well. Up front, no one knows exactly what's going to happen with Foster's absence, but my guess is that it's going to be blue uh, with the majority of the work. Even though he didn't do much in the first two games with Foster, without Foster, in week three, he carried the ball 31 times for 139 yards and a touchdown. So he can handle the workload, 39 carries. But my problem is the Texans are the type of team that overworks people to the point where they tear their Achilles and or carry the ball 39 times. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look for there also to be some sharing with uh, Chris Polk. But I'm I'm not picking up Chris Polk, though. I think that's just one step too far unless you're in a hyper-deep league. But even then, eh. They cut Ryan Mallett. No discipline, no chill, whiny, missing the charter, was a cherry <laughs> on top. Bye. It's sad. Now Peyton Manning is officially the worst quarterback in the league. <laughs> that's a true fact. Because of Ryan Mallett being gone? Yeah, because Ryan Mallett was the only only other worst quarterback. Now he's done. Uh, it's too bad. It's Hopkins bad. had a disappointing outing. <laughs> he caught six of his 12 targets for 59 yards. And even with that stinker, he's still averaging 110.9 yards per game, you guys. So he'll, yeah. he'll get it back. He'll get it back. Don't worry about it. Listen, you're playing him. Just don't count on him for huge points, though, because Tennessee is actually ranked second in the pass defense. Eesh. And I'm not sure, you know, I wasn't sure Nate Washington would be back to full health, but the targets are real. Yeah, <laughs> so, told you. Um, told he you. caught six of his 16 targets for 127 yards and two touchdowns. Hoyer will throw to him if he's open, and that is happening because people are triple covering DeAndre Hopkins, as they should. Now, that wasn't a one-week fluke. Prior to that, he had eight or more targets in each of his three other performances. So he's a thing. If he's out there and you're desperate, he's definitely someone to pick up. Awesome. Let's move on to the leader games, the New York Jets 4-2 and with the Oakland Raiders 3-3. and So Chris Ivory said that his hamstring is fine after last week's game against the Patriots, but he said that he had trouble getting it loose during his pregame warm-ups. So um, I'm hoping that he's figured that out and that they're going to be a little more better prepared to loosen that up. But you're playing him nonetheless every week to get the 15 most points to running backs. You have to roll with him because he's just been too good to not, and more than likely you don't have an option that is better out there. Now, Todd Bowles said he's unsure if the center, Nick Mangold, he hurt his neck, will actually be able to play against the Oakland Raiders. Now, they did an MRI, they did a CT, they did all that kind of stuff. It came back negative on his neck. So that is all good news. Uh, But this guy could have serious impact on the running game and the overall play. Offensive line is incredibly important. We've talked about a lot on this show. And it definitely affects, you know, the chemistry of that offense. So we we just got to hope that Things are going to, you know, continue with the smooth sailing. Now, our boy, Fitzy, he threw down another solid game, 295 yards, two touchdowns and a fumble. The good news is that Oakland is the only team in the league, guys, allowing over 300 passing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. Awesome. I think they're going to throw the whole game. I was like, can Fitzy do it? I don't know, but I'm going to put my money on it. I'm going to say he's going to throw for over 300. And while on most weeks you're not looking at Fitzy, this is your week, guys. If you've got a bye week situation, um, maybe you have Blake Bortles or whatnot, look at Fitzy. This could be a seriously good pickup week with Fitzy. Um, it is not a great matchup on paper for the Jets' wideouts, but you're playing them anyway. Don't look at Marshall's subpar game last week and freak out about it. Decker, you know, had six catches for 94 yards. They're still a solid receiving unit. And again, like we said, they're going to be passing all game. So these guys should definitely get some points. Don't worry about that. On to the Raiders. D- 
Derek Carr continues to impress. I love this kid this year. He completed 24 of 31 pass attempts last week for 289 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions against the Chargers. If you want to know how big a part of his success is year over year, it's the deep ball pass. And part of that is because they have Amari Cooper now. He's actually got actual weapons out there. He has thrown six touchdowns on passes 20 yards or deeper, which is tied for the NFL lead. Who would have thought we'd say that stat about an Oakland Raider this year? I'm glad they didn't give up on him last year. Me too. Me too. I think this league is too short with how much of a leash they give these quarterbacks, so I'm glad they kept with him. Me too, because he's doing fantastic this year. You know whose name you're not going to see at the leading board for that stat? Alex Smith, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> your, your love of Alex Smith, Courtney, kills me. Um, Latavius Murray. He put together a pretty decent game. He, you know, he had... Uh, 15 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown. I would have liked to have seen more, quite honestly, but, you know, I can't yeah. really complain. He had a better matchup than, you know, he had a really good matchup, but he should have better numbers than that. So, but, the you know, the train keeps on trucking along. So, Amari Cooper, he still lost to me at five receptions for 133 yards and a touchdown. He's wonderful. Baller. Another fun fact about him, he is the fifth r- rookie, sorry, he is the fifth in rookie history with 500-plus yards through his first six games, and he's the third player to accomplish that since 1970. He will set the Raiders' franchise record for 100-yard receiving games by a rookie with just one more 100-yard game this year, and I think he has many, many more than one 100-yard game this year. I love him. He's going to be fantastic this week. Um, and then Michael Crabtree threw down another great game yeah, last week Krabby. as well. 63 yards and a touchdown, six receptions. So they've got a really good receiving core right now, and I love them. And interestingly enough, Clive Walford, he's someone to consider. He's no Gary Barnage. Let's no. be clear on this. But if you need a tight end with some upside, he had two receptions for 42 yards, which is nothing to write home about. They did have a touchdown. And Jack Del Rio said that they're going to get him more involved this season. So he's got the potential for the upside there. So if, if you're in trouble, maybe you have Jordan Reed, although Jordan Reed did well last week, someone with some injury woes, he's not a bad backup on your bench for everyone else is taken. I love the name Clive. Mm. Me too. Mm. Seattle Seahawks 3-4, and four, the Dallas Cowboys 2-4. and four. I'll make this one quick. I don't love Russell Wilson this week. The defense is good at stopping the quarterbacks, mm. and he has not thrown for more than one touchdown in a game since week two. He also has not run in for a touchdown yet this season. Um, this is still a low-scoring offense. That is a fact, and it's not going to change. So, But they got Jimmy Graham. Oh, my gosh. But it was weird if he still had, like, the eighth-highest scoring quarterback, and that makes zero sense to me, fantasy-wise. But Everyone anyway. stunk this year. It's, it's true. Um, but you're playing Lynch this week. He's got a killer matchup. Um, and you're actually going to play Graham as well. <laughs> I hate saying that. Um, but the Cowboys give the second most points to tight ends. So if he does not have a big game this week, um, then it does not look good for you the rest of the season. Like, this is the matchup. This is the matchup. And if he can't do it, then I don't know what to tell you. He's no Gary Barnard. You know, an interesting news that is probably not <laughs> fantasy relevant, though, Paul Richardson... Uh, he was cleared to practice. He was a wide receiver at the University of Colorado, and he actually threw up some really good games at the end of last season before he tore his uh, ACL. The kid's really talented, and I was rooting for him and shooting for him all season. I actually picked him up early in some drafts, um, thinking he's going to come back a little earlier. So he's got potential if you have a few injury issues. He's not a starter, but he's someone interesting to stash on your bench in case they decide to start throwing the ball. Do you think Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham call each other after the games and just cry? cry? 
I would hope so. I would think so. What else are they going to do after the game? Seriously, not celebrate. Not celebrate. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I got two words for you. Matt Castle. Put weed in it! Three interceptions, bad. Des Bryant's list is questionable, but it looks like he's going to make his return. So that is good news. Yay. Yay! That means we have to. We can be finally done with pretending Terrence Williams has the potential to be a number one wide receiver. So sad. And now he's going to blow up. Getting he's going to blow targets. up targets. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. He is like an Eric Decker type, but not as talented as Eric Decker. You heard it here right. first. That is true. That is but true. But Eric Decker is a number two guy. He is best when he's a number two, and I think Terrence Williams yes. is the same. So this actually he was might help. He's a number three. <laughs> Right. He should be number four <laughs> yeah. on your fantasy yeah. team, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, how, how are you uh, Christian Michael owners feeling, huh? Eh? Anyone feeling good? Only seven snaps played? No? Okay. Why right. do we even continue to talk about it? But you know what? The situation is nowhere close to being resolved because I'm sorry. Darren McFadden carried the ball 29 times last week. He is so injury prone. He has no business carrying the ball 29 times. I do agree with that. It's disturbing. And Joseph Randall only got two carries because of his oblique injury. I don't know if he's the guy, not the guy. It looks like he's going to miss some time. Keep your eye out there, but just stay away from this because it's Seattle. They don't give up any points. The only person you can play is Jason Witten. He is the only good matchup this week. Um, Castle targeted him eight times. He has a solid floor as a tight end, you guys, at 73 yards. I feel good about him. All right. Sunday night football. Green Bay Packers 6-0. The Denver Broncos 6-0. Very, very tough matchup. You start your yeah. studs, and you don't play the only okay dude. So stud, Aaron Rodgers, he'll be fine, but he won't get you 20-plus fantasy points this week, you guys. Denver is legit and give up, gives up the absolute fewest points to quarterbacks. I don't think he'll get as low as other quarterbacks have gone, which is they're only averaging 10 points when they play against yeah, Broncos. He'll do better than that. He'll though. do better than that, but I don't think he's going to have a blowout game, so don't depend on him for that. Um, Randall Cobb, stud. Again, really bad matchup against elite corners, um, Chris Harris Jr. is probably going to shadow him no-go. Stud, James Jones, he's still the end zone guy, so if they're going to throw one touchdown, it's going to be to him. If they don't, it's going to be a rough game. Devontae Adams is making his comeback this week. We'll see how long that lasts. If he can right. stay on the field, I don't know. Don't play him. And um, Denver has the fourth-ranked rushed defense, and it looks like this will be a frustrating Starks-Lacey combo thing because remember before the bye, Starks had that huge game. Lacey is, I don't know, on, you know, missing. He's gone missing. Um, but supposedly, you know what, I think I think Eddie Lacey was hurt. Because all of a sudden, I Coach agree. McCoy comes out and he says, oh, his ankle's fully healed now. I'm like, well, he wasn't on the injury report in week six. So yeah. did you just not put him on there and you should have? It's actually a little dicey. So meh. either way, don't do it and don't do. But do do the Green Bay defense. They get turnovers and Peyton Manning throws turnovers. Sheesh. Absolutely. Ish is right. So this is, yeah, this is going to be a tough week for all the Broncos. Um, I'm not confident in starting any of them, to be honest. Um, Even the defense I'm concerned about, um, but don't get me wrong, I'm still going to start them. Okay. I'm still going to start the defense, but because they do make magic happen, but it's not going to be 20 plus fantasy points for the Denver defense this week either. Um, You are not starting Peyton Manning, who is the worst quarterback in the NFL. It's a fact. Sad. Um, Emmanuel Sanders should play with his injury to his shoulder um, that he had in week six, but this is going to be a tough matchup for him and Demarius Thomas. The Packers yeah. give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Peyton Manning can't throw the ball. 
That offensive line is awful. So if you have better options like matchups, this is the week to really study up, pick up Stefan Diggs, people, and, and yeah. do something crazy and creative with your wide receivers if you've been relying on, on the Broncos because it's not going to look good. As for the running backs, Ronnie Hillman is the guy in Denver. Um, you can start him if you need to. Okay? Do not start C.J. Anderson. That's where I'm going with that. And listen, I don't feel good about the Broncos' offense this week. Uh, this defense might keep this a very low-scoring game, period. Um, so I hope I'm wrong and the Broncos blow up. Um, but I just don't see that happening. Sad. I'm just glad this isn't in at Lambeau Field. Yeah. This would be a far bleaker analysis if that was the case. It's already a bleak analysis, and you know, know. it's sad. I mean, it's great that these these defenses are showing up with such what we thought was going to be such a, you know a powerful offenses. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers is still a powerful offense, but uh, but it's kind of this is a depressing game. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be forty to thirty eight. Who knows? Uh, Indianapolis Colts three and four. The Carolina Panthers six and zero. I'm excited for this game. What a great Monday night game. I'm pumped. Now, the Colts are a bit of a nightmare <laughs> still. It's still a bit of a nightmare. Talk about garbage points again. Um, if you watch the first, it was like a tale of two halves. Andrew Luck was so sad and pitiful the first half. It was brutal. But overall, he threw 23 of 44, um, you know, and 33, sorry, 333 yards and three touchdowns. Um, but Luck was intercepted twice and sacked four times by the New Orleans defense, who's not great. Um, and they came back late in the game. It was just straight up ugly the first two quarters. It really was. This is a bad matchup this week, um, and I think it could be ugly again. But for the fact that Andrew Luck is kind of like the, the John Elway of this generation, a bit of a fourth-quarter comeback kid, I don't care if it's ugly because he's mm. still going to get you enough points. He will get you enough points that he's worth playing him, even though this is a bad matchup. Plus, you drafted Andrew Luck, so you have to play Andrew yeah. Luck. Let's be serious. Sorry, guys. It is, it, is, it is what it is, you know, unless you have Fitzy. I, I mean, actually, maybe. the reason I was looking down is I just picked up Fitzgerald in one of my leagues. Yeah, I was like, I literally just did that on my phone. Good. Fitzy's. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, this is an emergency situation. <laughs> People, if they're going to be like, they're crazy to recommend Fitzgerald over Andrew Luck, but... No, you, I I'm wor- I'm concerned about Andrew Luck this week. I'm concerned too, but I think he's well, still yeah, got enough points. Yeah. He's thrown down some decent points, even though it looks ugly. It's one of those things where you almost need to not watch this game and just like look at your fantasy score afterwards for Andrew Luck. But we're, yeah. we're, it's going to get better. Let's hope it got better because he was connecting with T.Y. Hilton last week on these some garbage touchdowns. Uh, he had two touchdown passes for 87 yards and a 46-yard catch. He only had four catches total for 150 yards. Um, but you know what? That's a nice the, average. The connection is back. <laughs> the connection is back, so let's feel good about that. In bad news, Philip Dorsett suffered a fractured ankle, so he's expected to miss possibly four to six weeks. Not good, but good for Mr. Don- uh, Moncrief. His targets have not exactly been great, but he has scored a touchdown in every game that Andrew Luck has played. And I like the sound of that. He's one of those guys that Luck does look for in the end zone. So even though he may not be a yardage guy and he's not exactly getting the targets that you're hoping for, he does have that higher upside because he is looked at in the end zone. So keep that in mind. Gore had another okay game last week, but 
this is a good matchup with him. So the Panthers get the ninth most points to running backs, and it's too tempting to not play Gore. I like him this week. I think T.Y. Hilton's going to have a big problem because I'm going to talk about the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> and, Mr. and Mr. Norman? Could it be? You know Josh Norman is the love of my life. If I, if I could start a football team, I would start with Josh Norman. Ooh. I know that seems Ooh. over the top. But over Gary Barnage? <laughs> then I'd go Gary Barnage, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sticking with Cam Newton this week, even though he's only averaging 212.5 yard passing yards per game. But he doesn't pass the ball. It's wow. okay. I think he's going to rush him for a touchdown this week. I think it's prime time. Cam loves the camera. <laughs> yep. So he, he plays well in these kind of games. So I, I feel good about that. Greg Olson must start. Nice matchup. Proceed. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, also a great matchup. Indy gives up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. And uh, he also rushed for 125 yards last week against the week. tough Philadelphia defense. Yeah, yeah. So another 20-plus carries in the game, and you know I like that. So I'm sticking with him. No receivers needed. Don't We don't even need to talk about it. If you're really desperate, you go again. But why? Why? Um, and then start that Carolina defense, baby. Andrew Luck likes to turn over the ball. He's also like a way gun slinger. And you know my love for Josh Norman. And I'm just glad that I get to end the show on that. Josh Norman. Bam. For Josh president. Norman. For president. <laughs> <laughs> over Trump? You're crazy. Oh, Why not? Everybody else is running, right? You're crazy. Right. Let's do this. Oh, man. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, that is week eight, everybody. Week eight. Halfway through. Get them out of your lineups, guys. Teams on by. Buffalo Bills, Jacksonville Jaguars, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins. If you have any questions, feel free to chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB on Facebook.com forward slash HerFantasyFootball. We have our two-hour show Saturday night at 8, 8, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Sports Radio. So hop over there, listen to us. You can call in, ask your questions there as well. Um, and you can get the ingredients for the first time to our Diced Game on FanDuel. We will be emailing you at 9 a.m. Eastern, Sunday morning, to play. So make sure you go to HerFantasyFootball.com to subscribe so you can get that email and be part of the fun. It's very exciting. Woo-hoo! Until next week, no more faking it. Oh,